Good morning. It is nice to be here. And for those that can't be here, we're so pleased that wherever you are, that you've joined us this morning. It's so good to be able to be together, to seek God, to worship, and to do that in the context of community, whether that be electronic or in person. It's good to be here. The last few weeks, we've been looking at this series, this mini series, this idea from this short psalm, What Now?, In Psalm 39, it says, what now and now? Where do I put my hope? My hope is in the Lord. And over the last few weeks, we've been exploring this from some different angles, from what's God's idea of now and Jesus's. And last week, I looked at the subject of the Holy Spirit now and that we need the Holy Spirit now. Today, I want to talk about you. I want to make the statement, and this is for all the people in the field and online, all the ages, God knows you now. I'll start with a story. Two years ago in November, we stayed here. We were visiting. We were looking at the move and we were considering ideas and places and meeting people. And Sarah and I visited. I think it was the end of November 2018. It was getting cold. We'd had some big days out. And on one evening, we came back and John and Maggie looked at us and said, why don't you jump in the hot tub? It's a nice evening. Why don't you relax? And that was a great idea. And we enjoyed the hot tub very much. I remember sitting in the hot tub in a T-shirt, which I can't remember, but I left outside that night. The next morning, I found it. I tried to recreate it. It was frozen solid. It had this kind of crunch, which you might be able to hear. It was like a piece of ice. It was absolutely frozen solid. The next day... I could not have worn the same T-shirt. I could have tried. It would have been very cold. But, and this is where I'm going with this. I could have loved that T-shirt. That that may have been my favorite T-shirt. And the day before I wore it, I had a really good day. But it doesn't matter how much I want to. I can't wear the T-shirt I wore yesterday. And for many of us, and 2020 has been a year like no other, some of the things that we used to like to do, we can't do at the moment. I'm using this illustration of I can't wore the t-shirt I wore yesterday. There are many things that we like to do that we can't do at the moment. But I want to make the statement that God is with us in the now. And as a church, as we begin to plan and strategize and listen in terms of what next, I want to begin with this statement, God knows you now. God knows us now. God knows you and God sees you. And we're going to explore this today. I've got a reading and I have the joy of introducing a reader. Charlotte, why don't you come and join me? Charlotte's going to read from Psalm 139. Let's let's welcome Charlotte. Psalm 139, verse 16. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day has passed. Woo, thank you. Thank you, Charlotte. Psalm 139, it's a well-known passage. I want to look at two passages. We're going to pause at this one for a moment. Charlotte read it so well, didn't she? You saw me. I love the idea that God isn't 
a God that just knows you about you or knows that you exist or that you're somewhere over there or that you're going through this situation or for children you've begun a new score you're doing school at home or school looks really different to how it used to or for people in work it's unusual and some of us have got different challenges than what we used to have I love the fact the fact that God sees us as this says at the beginning you saw me I love the idea that God's eyes rest on each and every one of you you saw me it says before I was born I loved hearing a child read that passage. I love the fact and the statement so clearly made in Scripture that God sees in the womb and the life in the womb is precious to him because he's present in that moment. And in that moment where there is life in the womb, God sees it and God values it and God cares for it. But I love, as this passage continues, it's not just life in the womb that counts. It's all of life. It's the first day of taking a breath and every other day. So often in life, we hear that there is a kind of best before date. And sometimes people can feel like they have a best before date. But this passage says there is no best before date. In the same way that God saw the unborn baby in the womb and cared for that moment, Every day counts. Every day of my life was recorded. So for the oldest person in the field or online, these days still count. They're still valid and God still sees them and they still make the record. Every day was recorded. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. God sees you. God sees me. And God smiles. Second passage we're going to look at, teaching of Jesus, the first book of the New Testament, Matthew verse 6, says this, Matthew verse 6, verse 31, Jesus said this, so do not worry about these things, saying what should we eat, or what should we drink, or what should we wear, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously, and he will give you what you need. The opening illustration of food and drink and clothes, for, for many of us in this part of the world, that seems an unusual example. We've probably got more clothes in our homes than we could wear at any one time, and our fridges often have got plenty of food in. That's not always the case for everyone in the world. But for all of us, for every person in the world, the sustenance required to continue to live is food and drink and clothing. And that's the most important thing that we need to live. And God's saying through Jesus, it isn't the most important thing. Don't worry about those things. Everyone else worries about those things. You don't need to worry about those things. Why? Because God knows you. God knows what you need. He already knows. In the same way that we saw in the previous psalm that God sees you, he knows you too. I love the idea that God knows me. There's times when I'm thinking, does anyone know what's going on inside? Does anyone really know you? And sometimes people see glimpses of you, but to be fully known, to be so well known, that's the best relationship. And God, through the teaching of Jesus, says, I know you. I know where you're at. 
I know your best days and your worst days. I know the moments which you wish no one else knew about. And I know the moments where I'm so proud of you and I smile over you. He gives us this advice, this posture for how we should live in this world where so often we worry about the core elements of life. He says, don't worry about those things. Seek first the kingdom of God, which is the rule and reign of God, the way the way God wants things to be. Seek first God and all these things will be added to you. They'll all come together. I love the fact that God sees you and that God knows you. Let me give you an example. I've got a very small compass here in my pocket. You can't see it, but you'll see it later on. A compass is a device that was created a long time ago. Some people believe 200 years ago before Jesus, somebody invented the compass. And the compass changed the world. The compass changed the world in an interesting way. This is how it works. And I Googled this and found so much science. I'm going to make it kind of basic because it helps me to understand. So the compass works because in the world, there is this magnetic field. And it's remarkable. It's invisible. It's really powerful. And some scientists are confused that this magnetic field probably should have stopped working by now, but it's seemingly unending, this force that we can't see that's always there, that's mysterious, and it's, and it's working. And it helps bring direction to a compass. This is what a compass is. If you've ever seen a compass, a compass has a magnet inside of it, and it spins freely, and it points in all sorts of different directions. Now, when I read that, that reminded me of people. There's people I know, and I'm one of them. On occasion, I spin freely in all sorts of directions and ideas. And the compass spins freely on its own. But yet, when aligned to the Earth's magnetic field, it points the way. It's really clever. So to work, the magnet that spins freely, the individual component, must align itself to the bigger picture of the world's magnetic field. If it doesn't, it's not going to work. I believe that we, like the compass, must align ourselves in the now to the bigger invisible force, which is God's power, but aware that it isn't invisible in the sense that it's just abstract, but yet it's personal. Because as we saw in the psalm and in the gospel of Matthew, this God sees you, this God knows you, and he invites us to align with him. Now, like the compass, a broken compass can get lost. And there's times when we don't align and we do get lost. Let me tell you a story. This is a true story about a ship just over 100 years ago. It was a ship that was in New Zealand. The ship was called the Warapoic. And it was built in Scotland in 1882 for the Union Steamship Company. Soon after launch, the ship sailed to New Zealand to become one of a small number of luxury steamers plying the route across the Tasmanian Sea to Australia. The Warapoic sailed from Sydney, Australia on Wednesday, the 24th of October, 1894. The ship's destination was the rapidly growing New Zealand port of Auckland, 20,000, no, 2,000 miles away. As Warapoic rounded the top of the North Island of New Zealand four days later, fog and storms set in. However, the captain refused to slow the ship and maintained 13 knots, despite thick fog. Fatally, the ship went off course, and they later learned that it had a faulty compass. 
the ship sank. I tell you this story for a reason. I read this story and it connected with me. There's a number of elements in this which feel quite timeless, and I want you to consider them. The first one, fog and storms happen. They just happen. I would love to say, if you believe Jesus, if you follow Jesus, if you come to church, you will have no fog or no storms in your life. It's absolutely not true. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but don't worry, take heart. I've overcome the world. Jesus isn't saying he's conquered the world. What he's saying is he's overcome the troubles in the world. Put your trust in him because ultimately fog and storms will happen. The compass was unreliable. I made the comment that for the compass to work, it needs to be aligned. The individual component can't just be an individual component. It needs to be aligned to the greater force. Otherwise, it's no good. It's going to point in the wrong direction because a faulty compass will still lead you somewhere. And for some of us at times, it's like we have a faulty compass. We're not aligned with what God is doing. We need to change that. And then thirdly, the captain of the ship maintained his own course, his own direction, and his own speed. And in some ways, God in his goodness and in his craziness makes us the captain of our own lives and gives us the freedom to choose. Be careful not to be like that captain who sets his own course, his own speed, his own direction. We need in the now to trust that the God who sees us and who knows us is good. Don't be like the captain. So I want to give you a gift. I want to pray for you. There's four people who are wearing gloves so we can keep everything COVID. And I'm going to give you all a mini compass and then we're going to pray. So could the four people that are going to hand those out, please mingle quickly and deliver. I want everyone to have one of these children, grown-ups, small little compass. I want you to hold it in your hand, and I want to pray. While it's being handed out, I want to tell you something else about how we plot the path of a direction of travel. If you've used the modern-day version of a compass, you've used something called GPS or Google Maps. The way they work is this. The first thing that modern GPS map planning needs to work out is where you are now. You can't actually navigate to the next until you've worked out where you are now. So if I was trying to get from here to Easton, my Google Maps first must identify that I'm in Berkeley. Once it's done that, it can then say Easton's over here. Once it's identified the the direction where we want to go next, only then can it plan the path. And in many ways for us, I believe, as we say, God, what now? And begin to consider the question, what next? We need to begin by finding where we are now. And we need to be true to that. I want to use this compass analogy. I want to put it in your hand. And I want to ask the opening question, are you aligned to the greater the greater good that is God. If you aren't, very simply, as you receive the compass as it lands on your hand, just pray, Father, help me to be aligned with you. Help me to be in tune with you. This is for everyone, all ages, children, mums, dads, aunts, uncles, whoever's in the field, whoever's watching online. We need to be aligned with God. We need to be aligned with this force that's 
big and powerful, but yet personal. So let's pray. Has everyone got one? Anyone not got one? Put your hand in your air. I want to give this to you as a gift. I want to encourage you to keep this somewhere where you're going to see it. There may be a chair that you sit and pray and read the Bible in, or it may be at the end of the day you do that before you go to bed or, or somewhere else, maybe your lunch break, your desk. Keep it where you can see it. And I want it to exist as a prompt to ask the question, am I aligned with what God is doing in the now? Am I aligned with what God is doing in this moment? This is obviously a bigger picture idea, but yet this is personal. Remember, God knows you. He knew you when you, before you took a breath in the womb, and he knew you every day. It's all recorded. And like we see in the Matthew passage where there's so many worries, and they're real and they're valid. He knows you and he sees you. So, Father, may we be aligned in the now with what you're doing. May we, like the compass, be aligned with the force that points the true way. May we recognize that on our own, we are like a faulty compass or a captain that's not listening. And in the fog and in the storms of life, we just, we just go our own way and suffer the consequences. Lord, forgive us for the times we've done that. And Lord, I pray for every single one of us. Lord, I pray that we would know that you see us and that you know us. Lord, we come to you in this moment, aware that actually this moment is the only moment that we live in, one moment at a time. Lord, help us to know you. Help us to be aligned with you. Lead us, we pray. Amen. Why don't we stand? Those prayers I prayed are fitting for everyone, but I wonder if there's some people where you just know that for you, you're, you're way offline. I'm not going to ask you to move or, or do anything or change anything, but maybe hold the compass in your hand and pray, God, I want to be aligned afresh today with who you are and with what you're doing. I'm confident for us as a church as we begin to plan what we're going to do next I have a confidence that the God that was with us will always be with us, but we must be aligned. Otherwise, we're the captain of our own ship. If for you, you know you're not aligned, do something about it today. Pray some simple prayers to a loving Father who sees you and knows you and smiles over you. May you know the grace and the goodness of God today. Amen.